0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. you, guys. Ready to work for it, baby! Yeah!
1: Woo! <laughs> Ladies and
0: gentlemen of the internet and of the world, you are listening to the five thousandth episode of the Work for It podcast with <laughs> Brian House, Ben Butler, and Brian Cudabeco <laughs> knives. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the best podcast in the world. Get ready
2: to listen oh, to what i have to say you know right now in the future i got uh, it all
0: out i was just dumping it all out there just absolute <laughs> just blah i just had to do it guys you know why, why let oh. me tell you why <clears throat> let me tell you why when you scrape the uh, blood out of your eardrums how about it i there's fired nothing the... wrong
2: with your radio <laughs> <laughs>
0: My software is gonna freak out when it goes to do the volume control. Oh man, the leveling. is <laughs> gonna <to> be great. Fucked. <laughs> 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 Adobe Audition is gonna be like, yeah, no, nah, we can't balance that. that it's now. impossible. <laughs> so, all right, let me just. I'm I'm like three quarters of a monster drink in. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I'm, I've had way too much <laughs> three caffeine. Three quarters but of the
2: way into a really good fucking drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, overnight drunk. Uh, so the Apollo Forge was fired. Like twenty minutes ago, wow. twenty minutes ago, I fired it with the ribbon burner and the forge body and all of the stuff that finally came together. It, we just, it just happened, and I was like, you know singed what, I'm doing hair, this.
2: Singe the hair right off of Brent's fucking head.
0: Brent is no longer hairless. He's actually what happened was and I don't know how this happened, but he stood in front of the forge and he grew his hair back. Brent is no longer bald man man. knife and tool. He's
2: like he's He's like George Clooney, knife and tool now. It's crazy. Brent would look different with hair, I'll tell you. Oh
3: goodness.
0: He would look different
2: with hair. But I don't think he'd look
0: the same. This is ridiculous.
1: What the
2: So heck is going if you on buy here. an
0: Apollo Forge and you don't do not have a head a full head of hair, you too can have a full head of hair. If you buy <laughs> yeah. Apollo Forge.
2: It's like Rogaine for for exactly. metal workers. It, I, <laughs> I feel like we need
3: to put some sort of like a hey, just so you know, this is some <laughs> bullshit. You know, no, <laughs> hair no <product> <laughs> legal, <laughs> <laughs> no legally binding. It May not, not grow, grow hair. hair.
0: <laughs> May cause cancer. <laughs> In California only. In California so. only. <laughs>
2: Proposition six. I don't know nine, what it is about four. California,
0: but it's like every yeah. package I open up in my shop, I'm like, well, this causes yeah. cancer, but fucking chemo only causes causes in cancer. California. <laughs>
2: <laughs> chemo yeah, exactly. causes cancer. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, at the top of the show, I wanted to uh, do this one bit real quick because I just got off the phone with Lawrence Lake of MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. supply.com hot Ooh. off the bat phone, called me on my red phone. He was like, Brian, I've got 8,000 pounds Whoa. of knife steel that Whoa. I need to move. 8,000, get this, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, who is also a sponsor of our show, and Lawrence is a friend of mine, has 8,000 pounds in his warehouse of all different kinds of high carbon steel. So if you are looking for an excellent deal on some knife steel, Go to maritimeknivesupply.com. You can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. He ships every day to the greatest country in the world, that is the United States of America. No offense to all the other countries. You're number two in my book, <laughs> but the United States, number one, baby. Number and one. you can take advantage of his awesome customer service and his logistics. Go to maritimeknivesupply.com. Talk to Lawrence Lake. Tell him, Brian House from the Work Horror. Work Podcast, work, work it,
2: baby. Working or whore. the Horret
0: Podcast sent you to get some knife steel because he's been revamping his website, making it easier to find what you're looking for. His product line is growing every single day, and he supports us, and we appreciate you, Lawrence.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Go hey, get yourself heard,
2: a little bit of that eight
0: thousand pounds.
2: Yeah, help, I heard him, a, help him out. I heard a uh, a rumor. I don't. I don't think it's actually a rumor, but. Um, so I don't know if you've seen some websites, uh, will mm-hmm. they'll charge you for shipping, but then they'll pay you back for whatever they yeah, didn't Pop actually spend this. pops. does. I heard Lawrence is doing that. Is that, do we, do we, can we confirm? You know, I that? don't know. Or
0: uh, I fit? order from Lawrence a couple times a month. I order stuff from him and yeah. you know, yes, it actually, it he Forgeside, does do this. I uh, think yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. it was ForgeSide, uh, boys Chat. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yes. Um, and... I have gotten discounts after the fact that is okay. ac- actually very true. And I, it has nothing to do with him sponsoring the show or anything. It's just right. He, he'll come back around and say like the website charged you, yeah. you know, 30 bucks or whatever. And it was only like 22. Here's a website's back.
2: usually like pro rate or whatever, right? You put the weight of everything in all your products in there and then, yes, uh, and like, Squarespace will do that. It's a, it's a pain yeah. in the
0: ass. Yeah. It, ne- it is never correct. So no. like if you try to automate shipping, it's never the it's never right. So we try to do yeah. a flat rate on everything. That way, it takes all yep. that math out of it. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, check him out, Lawrence Lake, maritimeknife Good dude. He's got like tons of stuff for sale, not just in Canada but in the U.S. as well. Um, he's a real m- mover and a shaker, man. I love working with yeah, him. Man. And uh, hopefully, at some point, you'll see house products on his website. And the the point of that will be that will make like a whole pallet of ribbon burners and just like send them those and they'll cross the border. And that way the shipping won't be crazy expensive to everyone in Canada. So that way we mm. will just do it all in one big scoop, you know, well, you send them a bunch of forges.
2: Well, you do. Well, he'll, he'll do it through his website. He'll do it. He'll along. do
0: his website. So you'll buy house made through maritime. Yep. Yeah. In Canada but, only, of course.
2: And he'll, and he'll ship, he won't ship to the U.S. You you would if you wanted to on buy from products, no. a U.S. supplier, you'd buy from you, right? Yeah.
0: I am the only uh, yeah. authorized seller of my own stuff. I don't I don't have anybody yeah. else selling my own stuff. Yeah. Mm, so, interesting. But uh, what's I have- the
2: status on house made in Europe? Didn't you have some stuff? Oh, y- we
0: are actually. That's a good point. Yeah, and and Europe, we are selling the kits just like we sell them here. We're selling um, the the Revolution kits there. Uh, you can buy radius platins there. You can buy. That's about it as of right now. I know they're working on the wheel sets and all of that, uh, but it's just like anything. It's just taking a long time. But yeah, you can, uh, we just sold one today. We sold a European kit today to somebody, and um, yeah, just you know, we're we're new to that whole process, so we're trying to figure that whole thing out. But uh, the guys I have in Holland are doing an awesome job. So yeah, if you're in Europe and you want to build a revolution, you can. And it is a fully metric version, motor mount. Everything is all made for you in Europe, and all metric hardware and standard sizes. Awesome. So, so they won't have to use freedom height if they don't want to. They don't have to use freedom height or um, what's the uh, the imperial measurements? And uh, oh, wow. yeah, they can use
3: all metric stuff. So speaking of yeah, maritime, no I have I have maritime knife supply all over the place in my shop right now because. I got a package that from Maritime where I ordered. I ordered on Saturday and literally it sh- it showed up on Tuesday. Oh, nice! I mean, doesn't get quicker than that. I mean, that's I I haven't ordered from Man, people in yeah. Michigan and had it shipped that quick. Like that's that's ridiculous. And yeah, then yeah. I also got the package from you, Brian that was yes. chock full of maritime knife supply stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. So it was crazy.
3: Yeah. And I got
0: yeah. one, I got one that's going to go to you, Ben. I've got like a banner and some other stuff that uh, Lawrence had sent out for your oh, shop. Yeah. Awesome. And I apologize for the, the lack of, uh, or the delay yeah. on that. It I just, uh, mean. but I finally got it done. Yeah. We, that's the Ukraine, uh, knives. Yeah. Uh, like, so yeah, yeah. pickle sent me his, I've got that one. And then I made half of the knife and uh, out of Brian's profile and sent it up to him. So Brian, you'll finish that, and then yep. we'll kind of, you know, send it out to you, Ben, and you can either do like a cutting board or uh, or <laughs> a, a sheath or something. I'd you would know, suggest a whatever. sheath for sure. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And then and then it'll come back to me, and then we'll list it for. Uh, we'll do a, a raffle that will benefit the fighting tyranny in Eastern Europe. So there we go. That's, yeah. Which is dumbfounding that we even have to talk about that. But anyway, this is a hey, political but, uh, show. This is I, a this is a work for it show. I
2: don't mean it like I sound, but it's good to be talking about that again and and keeping it in our. It thoughts. needs
0: to be on the forefront. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. should all you know every, it, it. This is how when tyranny gets plugged into a place, it, it spreads gets, like a cancer, yeah. and, and you have to understand that's why else. we. Yeah, and that's ignored. why we just because it's not on the front page of the newspaper doesn't mean it's not happening So just right. you know pay attention to that stuff because we let it go too long back in the in the third late 30s or early 40s And then it got a little too out of hand. So uh, Anyway, so guys the forge project is in full tilt and the ribbon burners are in full tilt. We are like uh, Just I've got like three minor little things that I need to figure out as far as the production of it goes um and a a couple of minor changes to the forge body but it burns so clean and so beautiful and it heats up so nice and i just released a reel on instagram where i just had my hand sitting on top of a Mm -hmm. 2100 degree forge and my hand was you know you're able now i i I need to say that over time that will generate you know that that had been lit for like 15 minutes so it wasn't like fully you know, the minutes had to 2100. But still, wait, what's, what's what's the oh, no, fire time? To, oh no, I From got to five minutes.
3: Jesus! Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, no, it gets up there. How many and, how <clears> many pounds of uh, propane is that running off of?
0: So you know, it's hard to measure the usage of propane in this particular case because psi is usually relative, it's pressure, right? So it's sure. it's basically saying like, you know, you're running at this particular PSI and people use that as a gauge to figure out in an atmospheric burner, how much propane they're using because okay. you're you're forcing propane through a small orifice. Okay. In the case of the Apollo ribbon burner, wow. you're not, you're forcing it, you're just releasing it into a quarter inch tube and then there's a air fuel mixture that happens in the in the uh, pipe that leads up to the burner itself. It hits a baffle and then it starts to like churn and then it gets you know distributed evenly amongst all the holes that are in the refractory. The reason you okay. cannot measure that as a means of efficiency is because that orifice is basically like allowing free flow of propane. I will tell you. That I run it generally between three and five psi, but that's a terrible indicator because yeah. you don't really know how much you, you're using. See, Have my question,
3: run? my question was, how heavy is the tank? Do you need a big tank, or can you run it off of oh. like a little twenty-five pounder? <laughs>
2: well, Brian, the off coefficient of friction <laughs> times pi <laughs> radius.
3: I'm just square. asking how how heavy the fucking tank is. Come <laughs> on, now. I'm
0: sorry, that was a long answer. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a 40 pound tank that I run that off of. Okay. I've not tried a standard like barbecue tank. I would yes. imagine it would
3: be okay. I don't know though. Oh,
2: I, uh, a,
0: my, curious, my question like, is how
2: long one lasts.
3: Yeah. yeah that's, you know. that's what I'm getting to is if, if you have like a 25 or a 20 or a 30 pounder, how long would that last? Because I run 30 mm. pounders and I maybe get, you know, oh shoot, maybe 20 hours worth. I, I guess I'm pulling I'll that say. out of my butt because I, I do multiple, you really know, multiple, yeah. you know. Multiple heats. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Multiple I, sessions. We, well, we
2: hooked a 15 pound tank to it and we got about 90 <laughs> seconds. It's great, <laughs> but the fucking See, thing's hot. <laughs> I think that would
0: be yeah.
3: a cool test. Get a 20 pounder that's absolutely full and just run
0: it
2: yeah. until it
3: runs out. Yep. So
0: the, the, the accurate way to determine this is by weight. So like how, we'll, how sure. we would do it is we would use two 40-pound tanks, which we do have, and we would hook up uh, one of uh, those tanks to standard atmospheric burners, and then we would hook it up to the uh, other, uh, the ribbon burner, the Apollo ribbon burner. We would run them at the same amount of time, uh, you know, try to achieve about the same temperature, and then mm-hmm. weigh both tanks you know, and do yeah. the math and see like is there a difference in efficiency. <clears throat> My guess is that there is not. I mean, right. a lot of these guys tout, oh, ribbon burners so much more efficient. I can get all these temperatures out of small, uh, you know, one PSI or two PSI. Meanwhile, PSI has absolutely zero yeah. to do with what's going on. It's more versatile,
2: it sounds like, but maybe not necessarily efficient, right? I mean, yeah, it's probably there. the
0: same. BTUs yeah. are BTUs. That yeah. It's a forced air <clears throat> burner versus an atmospheric burner. Everything I've looked at, nobody can tell me with ap- absolute scientific data that one is more efficient than the other. Because every single time I ask somebody with a ribbon burner, they're like, oh, yeah, that tank lasts a lot longer than right. the, the, the when I used to use atmospheric burners. And I'm like, well, that's anecdotal, though. You don't yeah, right? really know. You're not yeah, yeah. sitting there with a stopwatch or you're not weighing the tanks. So, you know, if you look at it from this the, that perspective – I will say the better way to look at this is, so let's just say you have to run it at five PSI to get up to forge welding temperatures in like 10 minutes, right? Sure. Then you turn it way back, you know, because you don't need that much fuel to keep it running at that point because the brick on the inside is is insulating Uh, brick and it's warm. Does it matter what you're, you're
2: heating up like the size and of the piece of steel you got in there does that matter? Y-
0: yes, it does because those things <laughs> are soaking up the heat, yep, you know, on the inside thought, of the yeah. forge. Just like anything, BTUs are BTUs. The difference is when you run a forge like this, the the fire brick is not competing with the BTUs. It's not competing with the heat. It's actually storing it. Whereas if you're using like a little Mr. Volcano or like a, a Devil's Forge or something like what I used to use, you could stand about three feet away from it and cook an egg. I mean, the thing sure. was just radiating <laughs> tons of heat yeah. where all that heat is now filling up your workshop sure. and it's a waste. It's a waste of all that sure. energy. Whereas like the code. Apollo Forge is two and a half inches thick of Insulating fire brick that can withstand 3000 Fahrenheit and a ceramic blanket that goes all around that and quarter mm-hmm. inch plate steel around yeah. that. Yeah, where now what you're seeing is okay, the yes, the propane maybe it burns a little bit quicker or maybe not, maybe it's the same. But what's going to hat what you're where you're going to see the savings is when you turn your forge down and you're now you're at um, instead of forge welding temperatures, you're just at. Forging temperatures and you're yeah. gonna see all of that efficiency come right back. And Ben uh uh Ben uh Siegel and I had a, a little bit of a conversation about this. He's like, Well, what happens if you double the insulation? I'm like, Well, you just double the efficiency basically because sure. you're really but the problem but you is, is of diminishing
3: returns.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a
0: diminishing return at that point because the cost <laughs> of yeah. doing it that way. If, if, if speak, you look at.
2: Fucking burn it, you know? <laughs>
0: go go into uh, Baker Forge and Tools uh, YouTube channel and go back a few episodes. You'll see that they bought a new uh, kiln, a new ga- a propane forge, basically, that's huge. It's like an industrial one. Mm-hmm. And you'll see, and he talks about this, and that the walls in that thing are like eight and a half to nine inches thick. Jesus. That's by design Ooh. because. You know, you can run that thing at a very small amount of fuel and keep that heat contained. That's the key. You're not um, letting it going. You're not not radiating it, basically. Yeah.
2: It seems to me like maybe, and again, I don't know, Dick, all about knife making. But if if you're a a person who heat treats in a kiln, you don't have an oven, say, uh, or in a forge, the insulation, like more in. The, the point of diminishing returns may be different for you in terms of the amount of insulation, right? Mm, so if you yeah. have a shitload of insulation, maybe it holds the heat at a more consistent temperature for longer. I don't, I don't know. Is that.
0: Yeah. Because as soon as you open that forge door or, or even just uh, let's just say in a, in a a, th- well, a, a kiln that has three thermocouples, like my Paragon pro, mm-hmm. my Paragon pro has three thermocouples placed evenly spaced, one at each end and one in the middle. Okay. You can pull up on an app on your phone. When you open that door, you can look at the readings of those thermocouples. Yeah. Well, immediately, when you open that one side door, you lose, you know, two, three, 400 degrees of heat or temperature. Right. And, or when you place a cold piece of steel in there, yeah. sure, it's the same thing. You can literally look at the difference in temperature across these three zones. Yeah. So when when I see people talking about, hey, my forge gets to 3000 degrees in, in 10 minutes or whatever. Well, that's great uh, I question that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, If I all question you want to do is because, heat shit
2: up to smack it into something flat. Awesome. but well, if they're also to...
0: doing their temperature testing at the top of the forge. Well, nobody right. puts their steel, they don't rest their steel oh, at the yeah. top of the forge. There's enormous temperature differences in that six-inch mm-hmm. span or ten-inch span, whatever it might be, and when we want to talk about being specific about, uh, you know, the types of steel you're working with, and not overheating things, not losing carbon, because that's the other thing I get a whole lot of is, you know, why did you put the burner on the side of it? You know, everybody puts the burner straight down so the heat goes right down onto the whatever. Well, that burns out carbon, it gives you hot spots, you have mm-hmm. all these other problems the Apollo forge uses radiant heat. So that fire is coming right out of the burner. It's hitting the opposite wall, which is all insulating fire brick, and it's warming the inside of of that furnace, and it's doing it at a very even rate. That way, no matter Mm -hmm. where you put whatever's in there, that's an even temperature across the whole thing. So, uh, you know, a lot of thought went into this and, you know, there's obviously some expense associated with building this thing, but I'll tell you what, for, it'll be just like the revolution. You'll do the math and you'll look at, you know, going to a major manufacturer and buying a similar quality product and you like, by the way, the Apollo all is all bolt together. There's no welding required nice. at all. So you, yeah. can, you can put it all together. You guys wait until you see the video I got today of us assembling it. It took us about nice. 30 minutes. Whoa! Oh, you know, cool. Yeah, that's it. And wow. so, yeah, you know, that's impressive. You could put it together in, in literally under an hour and you can be forging in under an hour. I mean, it is that quick. So we, you know, all of this time and development time and research and everything has equated to hopefully tens of thousands of of pounds of propane that won't need to be burned and tens of thousands of hours saved, uh, you know, for people using a high quality product. And then Therefore, they can make a high-quality product. You're like and the so, IKEA
2: of forges, man. I'm I already. think you're
0: right. It'll all be flat-packed. No joke. It'll all be flat-packed. The <laughs> yeah. the way that the ribbon burner is held in place yeah. is the the opening for the ribbon burner is cut in such a way that there's two tabs that you bend out, and then oh. you uh, you just put some you tap uh, the holes, and then you put bolts in it, and it holds your ribbon burner It'd be in the, place. Be I mean, the Brakia.
2: That's, that's it.
0: Welcome to Brakia. <laughs>
2: That's it. What can we forge for you today?
0: Would you like some meatballs (laughs) in your mouth?
3: I was gonna say maybe Ben, Mm. you know? Mm. All right. Taste my meatballs, Ben.
0: taste about
2: a couple of tasty fucking balls with your
0: forge. <laughs> <laughs> i love it when ben, ben ben gets saucy he turns into like cheech from cheech and. and <laughs> like...
3: <laughs> so changing anyway. changing gears a little bit on yeah, the I'll other side of forging um did you guys see the instagram reel i put out yesterday fire of uh, the uh you're talking about the uh the big uh shepherd's hooks or whatever those things were so I was I was making some forged rebar um, tripods for like putting a crock pot over top of a a fire like a campfire type situation and so I was using rebar and I've I've done a bunch of shepherd's hooks and I've used I've used rebar in the past for you know just random little forged projects Um, I've always I I guess I've just assumed that rebar is a mild steel Cause that just is what makes sense. Mild steel's cheap. Well, yeah. well, I've I've got a little bit of a of a lesson yesterday. So I was I was forging them out, and basically I I, I forged the ring and I forged the the legs with little little hooks on the ends that I would then you know close onto the ring so that that all three of them are attached to the ring so that you can set up the tripod, and um to try to uh, speed up the process. After, after I would forge the, the, the legs around the ring, I would then take it over to my bucket of water and dip it in the water just because, you know, mild steel, you can do that. It's, it's fine. You know, mild steel doesn't harden. So I figured that's, that's totally fine. Well, come to find out, I, I, I did all of them and I set it all up and I was pretty much getting ready to, um, paint it black and i i closed it around my shoulder and i was kind of putting some tension on it and all of a sudden i felt like a a snap on the end i was like what the hell did it i assumed when i was walking it out to the spot where i was going to spray paint it that you know the the rings just kind of shifted around and it maybe like you know springed itself around a little i don't know yeah and when i got there i went to set it up and one of the legs had snapped
0: it had heat
3: the the steel heat treated itself in that quench, it it hardened, yeah. and I, yeah. I took a file to it, and it it didn't quite skate the file like really cleanly skate the file, but it wasn't biting in super hard. And then I'd well, take it to this, another spot, and I would it would yeah. bite in totally fine.
0: We get this with with plasma cutting too, mild yeah. steel. So you get like a heat affected zone, and it does right. happen. I mean, it, it definitely can happen, and um, there is a slight bit of carbon in mild steel. So and here's so what I learned that
3: big grain does it did it have like big grain structure or anything it honestly like it was it it wasn't like knife grade heat treated but you know i've seen knives of like back when i was first making knives and i wasn't normalizing shit like that i've had grain structure and knives that i snapped that were bigger than that like in my first year of knife making um, so what I've yeah. learned, I, I made the little post, I, I put it up on Instagram reels and it was cool. It shot up to 5,000 views in the first hour and then immediately dropped right off. So, you know, it's, that's always fun, but yeah, I got so know, many
2: Instagram comments
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I got a bunch of comments saying that structural rebar is all recycled steels. Oh. So literally anything you find in Whoa. a scrap heap gets all melted together and brought out into these bars. So you get pockets of mild, you get pockets of high carbon, you get pockets of whatever. And my guess is that it just happened to hit a little pocket of high carbon steel or enough that it leached into enough of a dilate or dilution into the steel that it heat treated. Interesting. Yeah. Dr. Brian
0: Cohn coming at you.
3: (laughs) Dr. Laring Thomas who? (laughs)
2: We're Silence here in the North Pole with Dr. <laughs> Cone. Just saw I uh, I got there. by the
0: way uh speaking of Dr. Cohn, uh not to switch too many gears that's super interesting Brian um and I I believe it I think that that's uh that's most likely what happened and you know could have worked hard and around the edges and maybe there was just a like a small crack in there and it just snapped but but um it was funny because I got all of these <laughs> comments Or, like, private messages about what we should call your WFI 2 interviews that you've been up to. (laughs) Did you get any good ones? Okay, (laughs) I did get a good one. And now it does it plays off the dr cone thing but i think it's really uh, funny and i i'll have <laughs> uh, so so it, it, this is really good i'll have to look up to see who sent this to me i think it was uh i won't, I won't comment um it it was it, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's uh the second dose with dr cone oh
2: Oh, I like and that. I was
0: like, "That's pretty good. That's, like, it's like kind it. of funny, shit, but it's like." Yeah. And I know you don't want to play off the doctor thing, so I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, he he won't like it." But I was like, "The yeah, second but he also hasn't told us what he
2: something. does want to play off of, so we might he might be stuck." Well,
0: I, you know,
3: I like WFI two. I think it <laughs> works, and
0: it's kind of uh, sticking.
2: Yeah, I, I like think it. either
3: WFI two or WFI interviews. I, I, I think you should just keep it. I do like steps. the WFI
2: interviews. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, and by
0: the way, the uh, Matt Gentry
2: yeah, interview—good stuff, solid.
0: Okay, so am I correct in understanding that our guests on this version of the show are going to be very limited because you're doing a lot of that work with the the one-on-one? Is that where we're
3: headed with this? So, my original idea was just to be able to kind of have more conversations with more people in in the sphere of knife making. Yeah. So the first ones are always gonna be people that I know and people I know that I can ha- hold a conversation with just so I can kind of cut my teeth on the interview idea. Yeah. My, my plan is to type, you know, basically branch out and have, you know, every random person on that wants, you know, y- you have to be a maker, you have to, you know, be well-spoke, like you know. There's there's certain criteria. You have to be interesting. Well, I mean, and, yeah, and kinda. in the space. <laughs> and
0: in the space.
3: To be fair, yeah, yeah. but I mean, there, I can't just like interview the butcher down the street because that that doesn't have anything to do with make, like knife making, yeah, or sure. making in I general. Understand. But it could you know, work if,
0: if you think about it, because
3: it's it's like
0: you know, it might be interesting for from a butchering standpoint where you could have a, a long discussion about the type types of knives they use. And the oh, implements they okay. use. In the butcher shop.
2: You <laughs> I just know? try to pull something just out saying. of my ass, and you hey, but it could <laughs> you work. It you know what I
3: mean? Yeah. Sure. But so
2: basically, you know, is right everybody now everybody uses a knife.
3: <laughs> the thing is, is I, I'm I'm interviewing people that I know and people that I've had a lot of conversations with. But the the eventual goal is to interview whoever wants to come on and you know can have yeah. a co- interesting conversation.
0: My well, my it's... question though is, you know, we used to bring people on the you know this version our version where we are right now in the the work for it world we used to bring people on and and you know no offense to anybody that's been on the show because they're all good the problem is is i felt like it was really hard to get to know that person because you me and ben are so you know we're rifting off each other constantly which is what makes this podcast great it's just How do you integrate somebody, by the way, a lot of these guys, you know, they agree to come on the show, but they're, you know, they may not be fully comfortable with being on, they want to be on, but it's like, what what do they do? So the, the compromise is the WFI interviews where they get a chance to hang out with you and we get to learn about them. And it seems so much more intimate and I learned so much about Ben and Matt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think that's a, diff, that a, a, a big, We um, I, I won't say we never treated them as interviews because to some extent we did a little bit, but it was, You're right. you know, with everything we have going on during the regular show, it was hard to, I guess, we never made the choice to compromise other segments, you know, and leave those aside in favor of interviewing someone. We always tried to incorporate in. Uh, and and I think that was a really tricky blend, with the second show with the the Dr. Cohn show. The two that that's very clearly this is an interview. Brian's going to interview people, or maybe from time to time, one of us hop on interview. You know, someone from Workforce Podcast. I don't podcast think I could do it interview. as well
0: as Brian, though.
2: I don't I mean Brian.
0: I, man, you, you are
2: you so, do so well. Me. Thank so,
3: you. I very much appreciate that, and I've been doing a lot of work to try to. Bring up the ability to kind of get into conversations, and it Dude, have you're, you're have it be it. a conversation based around the person, not yeah. you know. Yes. Hey, this is what's happening in your life, and it's all here's an example of my life, what's going on. So and I, I'm trying work, to keep man. it as as centered around the person as possible. But yeah, here's yeah. the thing, and here's why I think that this is the winning strategy. A one-on-one interview or a one-on-one conversation is easy. It's, you know, free-flowing. It's really easy to keep that going. A three-person conversation gets a little bit more difficult because you're bouncing between two other people, and we do a pretty good job about, you know, keeping it going back and forth and back and forth, and, you know, you have to be comfortable with the three people to really do a good conversation and interesting thing. Yeah. You add a fourth person who's not necessarily a part of the group, <laughs> yeah. week-to-week group, it becomes almost impossible. Well, so not only that, you're walking into a room of yeah. a bunch
0: of people who know each other. Exactly. And then you're, you're now kind of the odd man out. So, like, the energy yeah. of it just felt a little off. And, and man, I'll tell you what, man, I appreciate it so, so much. And if you're Hell not yeah. listening to it, if you're a work-for-it podcast listener and you haven't listened to WFI 2 or WFI interviews. Uh, Go back and listen to Ben's Bites and listen to Matt Gentry and there'll be many more coming out. And it's also just like hammering our analytics. People are listening, dude. Like, uh, I think the Ben's Bites show, even on the first day, got like four or five hundred downloads.
3: So that's... That's Epic. I mean, for like basically a
0: new show, you
3: know. So what's really cool about it is I kind of was diving into the analytics this morning because I wanted to give it a couple weeks worth of legs to really see, you know, what what the patterns are like. And it seemed looking at our past analytics like a month out, we would do really good on the first day. We would do really good on Friday. And then the numbers would kind of drop down over the weekend. And then Tuesday happened to be our lowest point. And then we'd work back up, you know, and then, you know, up to Thursday where we would do really well. Well, now we have a new show coming out Tuesday, so oh, it so kind of it it cuts out those me. valleys yeah. to keep those yeah. analytics up. Killer. Which, I mean, it's back end shit that people probably don't care about. Yeah. What people and- should care about is the what the show is. Yeah, sure. Maybe it might be interesting to somebody, but what's really cool and you guys want want a sneak peek to the next week? Yes, please. Yes. We are having the one and only Neil from Maximus Knives. Oh, nice, hey. all right. And what's really cool is—I mean, there were multiple times in that conversation where I got
2: goosebumps
3: because, really? Neil, first of all, Neil does a really good job telling a story. You know, making it. Well, it's interesting. What's
2: that sexy hair flip he's got too? You know, sure, sure, I really giving
3: the sure. goosebumps. <laughs> that be- <laughs> and kidding. that beard. Towards oh, the man. end, and he's on towards, Netflix. I mean, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Towards the you. end, he got a little bit more personal, and he kind of oh. went into a story that we heard at Blade Show mm. that he hasn't really talked about publicly. And mm-hmm. like, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about. All right, it's All it's, right. it's fun. I'll it's end. it's a good what show, man. It's, it's really again? good. I'm what proud was of the, it.
2: How <laughs> the Swedish Britta? <laughs> Brita. Brita. Yeah.
0: Brita. Yeah, Brita. Brita. <laughs> I your fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, shit, Brian, that's awesome. Is, is there anything else going on? or what in your workshop? You got anything well, hot off the presses?
3: I actually have a new idea for the the interview podcast. Okay. So. So basically the the anatomy of it is I start off, I introduce the person and I give a couple nice, easy softball questions that they can hit out of the park. And then I turn that into a conversation to, you know, just keep the conversation going. And, you know, I'll pepper in a question here or there. But to get the the um, the people who are listening into it, I wanted to basically open the floor to everybody who's listening to come up with nice, easy questions that I can ask them as the, the opener, you know, uh, softball questions. And I'll say, you know, this, this opening question comes from yada, yada, from this on Instagram. Like and it. the question is this, and we'll he'll, the, whoever's, whoever's the person on, will be able to hit that out of the park. And then we'll coast that into a nice hour, hour and a half long conversation. So. You're adding more work to your plate, though. Well, that of course. That. Why the hell not? But you know what? <laughs> <I>, I'll <laughs> tell
0: you. Very young, you, very ambitious. I like. It. I know.
2: Uh, I know, House. You were on uh, the Making Our Way podcast. At Love that point, podcast. I believe. Great folks: yes. Austin and uh, Dean Duplantis and uh, Love. And those what's guys. her name? Tracy. Um, Christy, if you listen, Christy, that's right. If you listen to their latest episode, they did an episode on the podcast. So the making of the podcast, how they how they create it, what goes on behind the scenes, and as a fellow podcaster, it was pretty interesting to some. It might not have been all that interesting, but the amount of work that those guys go through to produce that show is unbelievable. Oh, it's they put so much time, unbelievable, the yes. amount of editing and and it was um,
0: super pro being on the show. Yeah, like they had it's, th- Like they they do like a segment, and then they brought me in. I felt very like comfortable. Yeah. There was like yeah, no no weirdness yeah. there, and it was some all people. Pro. And then I got a freaking show. sticker pack. Like I got yeah. a thing like yeah. in the mail afterwards. Oh dude, like it's it like, was a whole thing.
2: It's like a fucking like mature like a real pro- thing process I, yeah it's like i, I it's say like that. S-
0: I, corporation it's like a produce like uh like something yeah. you would hear on the like the discovery channel or history yes. channel or something it's it was Un- really, really
2: unreal cool. so i i commend them applaud them uh don't envy them but um yeah really good stuff out of that also i'll mention while i'm on that they are doing a christmas ornament swap did see which Interesting. sounds kind of crazy to start in August, but they would like to have it sort of the swap happen around Thanksgiving time. So okay. the idea is if you uh, want to, if you care to make an ornament that can hang on a tree, that's stipulation number one. And number two is a, you have to, don't quote me on details, but you got to reach out to them, let them know that that you're in, and send proof of said ornament being in existence. They don't want people to say "fuck yeah," I'll sign up, and then and then not be in, not man. produce, right? Mm, so like, you have to have it made makers. before. Yeah,
4: yeah. Then, then from
2: there, everybody who has shown proof that they've made something will go into a hat, and then they will match. They'll just, you know, draw randomly or whatever, pair people up for the swap, and then you'll you'll get a notification letting you know who to send your ornament to. And then you'll get one in the mail. We, so, we have a cool.
0: box of, uh, so Brent yesterday saw that piece that they put out on Instagram about this, and yeah. we have a box of um, knobs the, for the revolution that the laser cutter kind of screwed up.
3: Ooh, and, perfect. It's a weird shape like, anyways.
0: It's a weird shape. And we were like, huh, maybe we could fashion these into there you go. uh Christmas ornaments. So maybe we'll make like 25 or something. In Very like laser cool. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. would be kind of like cool. it. They're, I like they're not, they're kind of funky. Like they, they had been cut up and then like the torch, That's like cool, did though. something weird and they got twisted. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of but- like a twisted little ball of metal that looks like the shape of the knob. But it's yeah. it's just off enough to where we couldn't use them, and of course they were freebies because you know they they messed up and they replaced yeah. them and everything. So they just need a hole in them and some string, and we'll probably tumble them and you know all like that. It. So, See, yeah. it's yeah. not weird; it's unique. It's unique. <laughs> it's a piece. It's a Individually piece of housemate. sort yes. you know. Yeah, How yeah, piece it? of housemate. So, uh, okay. but yeah, so well, that's cool, and. Um, Oh, gosh, I was going to say, oh, man, I had something on my mind. I don't remember what it was. I got old man syndrome now. But um,
2: hey, really um, quick. Uh, yeah, I fill can me in, Ben. Me hop in. in. I, I am going to have to skate. I got an airport pickup.
0: Oh, right. on. Uh, OK, but is that right now?
2: Uh, you go yeah, in the in next minute or minutes? two. I'll, give you, oh, I'll boy. give you a really, really quick update on the world, uh, according yes. to Butler Belt, and then uh, leave you in pieces. Uh let me see. Let me catch my train of thought. Yes, sorry, I was getting a text. The planes, planes landing. You know now they oh, have the Wi-Fi. Bad. Now that you, well, I'm only ten minutes from the airport, and they're still in the air because they're texting me from the Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> my parents are coming, and Christy's parents are coming, both, which seems to be the past two or three, maybe four years in a row. Now they come out together and uh, invade us for a couple of weeks. And usually we have a big like house project or something. So the joke this year was, well, shit, there's no big project. We'll just fucking go fishing for two weeks, you know? There you go. And then we got seven foot of water in the goddamn basement. And now we got all (laughs) Uh, kinds of shit to do.
3: Yeah. Now you guys
2: got all kinds of
0: projects.
2: I got more shit going on. I think now than I have probably ever had in my life, it feels like. And, uh, Dug a hole and I'm digging out every fucking day, digging out of it and taking hits and continuing to swim upstream. <laughs> which you're is you're like good. a Timex. you oh, take a man. licking and
0: you keep on ticking. Well, and like there's I was multiple
2: us, yeah. things
0: that that could mean.
2: Whew, I was Butler telling you guys before the show, like I don't, I, I don't know what it is about, like just off the wall shit happening to people. But if it can happen, it happens to me. It seems sometimes. And uh, just kind of going through one of those rashes of situations where it's like I lost a bunch of shit in shipping through the postal service. So uh, uh, I've been remaking orders and like trying to dig out of that hole, uh, you know, with paying customers who, I, you know, you send them the shipping notification, and then all of a sudden you start getting messages back like, "Dude, this this thing doesn't even show that it's been fucking dropped off. What's going on?" Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck "I always me. wonder if
0: that's theft
2: because uh, y- I don't know." It man. can't
0: happen. And uh, like yeah. I've dropped packages where uh, the person at the uh, counter will go, "Do you need, do you want to do you need a receipt or do you want me to scan these Yeah, I always say yes because I yeah. have had exactly what you're describing happen to me where I take things Lesson so learned. like. And yep. I, and I go, you know what? I don't need one. Blah blah blah. And then yeah, it just it it shows as label as created, and it doesn't well, and show yeah. anything past that. And that's and what these I, think I happened.
2: dropped, I dumped like right at the right at closing time too. And mm, and like honestly, God, USPS like employee, I had. I'm telling you, you know, what. you walk in and there's the self drop, and there's the man, and the man's like, hey dude, what's going on? Bring him on over. And, you know, take there it I over go, the like a sh- fucking schmutz. Take him over to the man. Whatever, really, dropped them really off. Scam. So anyway, been dealing with that, been replacing all that shit. Um, what else? Uh, school picked up a little bit. I had a few odds and end jobs to do there, which is which is a good change of pace. The basement, we've been really planning and scheming and figuring out what we're going to do down there. So this over the next couple of weeks, be working with uh, my stepdad and, and father-in-law on numerous projects down there. Uh, did did squeeze in a little bit of work? I had to get the fuck away from leather for a while. I went down in the basement. There's a <laughs> there's a, a like a part of our foundation. So imagine a rectangle with a smaller rectangle off shooting from it, like perpendicular. You know, okay. to like a, a room basically, and and the span of the floor joists is wide enough where that room is that there needed to be a beam. Uh you know to cover that span so that the floor joist could stop and then a new floor joist start uh on the edge of that foundation gap is a stairwell that comes down well the beam stops at the stairwell right which okay no problem if it continued you'd hit your head basically going down the steps oh ah, okay yeah that makes sense well imagine 5 two by tens sandwiched together standing up you know 10 inches tall basically to, to build this beam there was wall a piece of two by four under one of the five members of that beam that's all that was supporting the fucking thing and i'm going i'm looking at this like holy fuck, that's not right like holy <laughs> fuck you know like how did our house not fold in like an accordion because it It was was being held
0: up by like a four inch piece of two by by four
2: jesus christ himself you know like that's the (laughs) only thing holding this thing up is prayers so anyway i i uh i i've been trying to like cherry pick little projects like that that are quick wins and then also shoot video of it so i'm hoping if i get it in the can then all i gotta do is kind of edit it so i'm kind of picking away at uh, how do I do not, not not like you were talking the full vlog style, but much less formal than I uh, have formerly been comfortable with doing, uh, but not formal enough to just be totally off the cuff, trying to just build videos that can take me almost no time, you know, so that I can just get content out, uh, just share what it is I'm doing and share what it is. Maybe I know about a certain subject area or thing like that. Because that's a weird one that lots of people could hit, right? I mean this oh, was yeah. looking at it And it's
0: interesting not, too. It, yeah. Even if you will never run into it, it right. you know, maybe not evergreen content, but you would you would but, go Wow, that guy's house. And that should be your yeah. thumbnail. Like my house is held up by this one piece of two. That's
2: exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and then if baby. I like get enough I like of it. it. Let's do it. Like enough of it together, right? Then I've got kind of a basement series. And then you you know, you want to look at I mean, right now I've got basically the basement is down to bare studs, and we're gonna knock some walls out and really change the look and feel of the basement for the better. So hopefully I can yeah. start rolling some of that out. I, I need to get my Ass and gear, and get back to the content game, and so that's been it. Just you know, shovel a pick, digging out of the hole, so that we can get back to where I was, you know, a month ago or so. So,
0: you know what yeah. they say, Ben? Hmm. Shit What's before that? the shovel.
2: Shit before the shovel. Well, that that's it. Works for me, you know. <laughs> and it, it takes a little. It takes a little time, but man, you it get does. That. Yeah, so. and it, and it's you know, it's funny. I was I was sort of doing some self-reflection over the past week or so and i i kind of came up for air and and looked at looked at my whole current situation current setup business wise uh home wise the whole you know like the whole landscape just every now and then you know you do that assessment self-assessment and it was like dude you had to do an audit you've like you've never stopped you know like i came back from pittsburgh surgery and all that shit and just dove headfirst into how do i make all this shit work together to turn it into some kind of a money making thing so i can support the family and so it was kind of kind of cool just to take a minute and go you're getting there like rome wasn't built there. in the fucking yeah. day man give yourself a break yeah. so yeah it's been don't
0: good. go so hard on yourself i mean really you good. should and yeah
2: been good yeah
0: well ben in the interest of time you might be yeah in a time warp. I want to make sure you get to the airport when you need to. I'm we out. appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you Have a you great guys. rest of your day and enjoy the family. All right.
2: All right, boys. Well, all right. Don't let your meatloaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we won't. Hey, don't let <laughs> your Get the hell out of here. Either. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Forget- all right. See you later, Ben.
3: Your- well, Brian, while Ben's on his way out, <laughs> do you want to start hitting on that list of people?
0: I do. And while I'm doing that, could you pull up the Noah Bloomberg episode of the Hustle and Grind podcast. I just want to hear the intro. Can you do that? Is that possible? Yeah, it's possible. I'm going to pull up. I want to pull up a patron. Yes. Really
2: quick house. I'm going to just leave mine recording so that I don't mess that up. Is that?
0: No, you can, you can jump off and it'll compensate.
2: So do I just close the window?
0: Uh, yeah, just uh, oh, you know what? You're right. Just mute your microphone then. Copy. Yeah. Adios.
2: All right. Adios. Bye. See you goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. All right. I'm pulling up Patreon right now. All right. Because you know what? We got new patrons this this week. Did we? How many did we get? Let me check. Hold on. I'm I'm checking right now. Checking. Checking. All right. I don't know what we were at last week, but we are at eighty nine. Eighty nine. Oh, shoot. Probably three or four more new ones. Then. I think it was like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Three or four new patrons. Let me just see if I can make sense of this. Uh, Did we have? Yeah. I think last week, Broken Tooth Forge was our last new patron.
3: It sounds about so right. So we got
0: yeah so then we are up four more from last week and that's corey stanley the makeshift podcast that's chris powell uh his new podcast chris and uh who's his compatriot uh i think his name is corey i'm, I'm so sorry guys i can't remember the name but um uh J- jeffrey reels riles uh he, he's been uh, bts Bladeworks, he's been following my work for a long time and he built a revolution and then steve kalb he is a local guy to me steve kalb and he is a firefighter and he's been meaning to uh meaning to come to the shop so steve i know you're listening to the podcast make sure you take some time come by the shop we've got a sticker pack and a shirt for you and all kinds of other stuff all right so now all right i'm gonna read this list steve kalb jeffrey rails riles, riles uh makeshift podcast Corey stanley broken tooth forge oh by the way i want to jump backwards a little bit the makeshift podcast is freaking awesome if you're not listening to it you need to be listening to it go i've find only... it at, and what have you have you heard it some of them
3: i've listened to one of the episodes and yes it is on my list of things to listen to for sure
0: yeah it's in my follow list on spotify so it's all good uh broken tooth forge tyler collins alexander Sloat, jim uhick Knives by Nuge Brian Hunt Paul Beleda Danny Gallant, Nathan Scott of Nathan's Knives at Untitled EDC that's Kelly from Untitled EDC we appreciate you Kelly at Rose Knife Co on Instagram Noah Jacobs of NJ Custom Knives Ethan J. Taylor our in-house chocolatier that's Ethan the Hat uh, Gilles Pitier at Pellet Knives and Dustin Shaner Spencer over at Heavy underscore Forge. Heavy underscore Forge. I believe he's got a new addition to the family. Spencer, that baby's super cute. (laughs) I don't always think babies are cute. Your babies, they're cute. Jason Duguay at Whiskey Delta Metalworks, and that's with an X, Metalworks. Darren at Stormlight underscore Forge. Coy Baker of Baker Forge and Tool. Austin Saunders at High Caliber Craftsman. Parable Knives, that's Manny G. Jake Largen, Gage Broski, Broski, built Knives, Brian Hindenkamp of Tortuga Blade Works, Ron Hips at RH Maker Solutions, New Forest Forge, that's Stu Middleton, Zachary Sowell at Pattern nostri Fabrica, Timber Tiger Forge, Chris Magnus, Woodland Iron, that's Tony over at Woodland Iron. Lando Novak at the Abstract Blacksmith. Uh, he is the host of the Forge Side Chat podcast. You gotta go check him out. And Tony over at Woodland Iron is the host of the Making Uh I'm sorry, Making. Working Hands podcast. Another great podcast, by the way. Uh, Kyle Daly at Cage Daily Knives. Adrian Brielle at Adrian Brielle underscore Forge in South Africa. Todd Harrington of TH Blades. Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Sven at Njord Artisan, Chris Larson at The Midnight Dash Maker, Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Go check him out. My cousin, Ira Houseward and Forged in Fire Champion. Super proud of that guy, man. I can't wait to hang out with you, Ira. Jeremy over at 419 Forging. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Uh, Toby Mural at U Knife Maker Supplies. Make sure if you're in the UK and you need knife making supplies, check out U Knife Maker. It looks like UK Knife Maker, but it's U Knife Maker Supplies. Dustin Yahima at Handcrafted Underscore by Underscore Kai. Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. He's my Holland guy who's making all my Revolution kits in Europe. Uh, Benjamin Mullins, Wesley Crumb of uh, W Crumb Bladesmith.
3: As we record it, it's it's Wesley Crumb's birthday today so happy birthday
0: buddy happy birthday i heard he's like 28 or something something like that yeah matthew angel at ad.knifeworks. full steam designs by chris powell zach burn at burn blades nate waple of walrus steel jared at echo blades Trox Clare custom cutlery maximus knives donnie doulovich thomas moberg that's tmo knives dennis terrell of terrell knife works we appreciate you dennis Leon Shanks at Two Birds Blade Works. Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metal Works. That's Master of Metal Manipulation on Instagram. Richard Beck of Beck's Armory.com. Uh, Lawrence Lake at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Appreciate you, Lawrence. Oxford Blade Co., Carol Ann, Jeanette Racine, Ryan, Chadbourne, Knife Works uh, of the Hustle and Grind podcast, which you'll hear in just a second. Uh, Working Hands podcast, material.at. I just wanted to say that I did not know that I got a sticker pack from knifematerial.at and I found it the other, or I didn't actually, Sarah found it. It was got lost in the move. Thank you mm. so much. I nice. appreciate you guys. Yeah. Cardoso knives in Portugal, James Hunsberger of Hunsberger knives, crafty man, forge Ken, Kemna. Mark LeBlanc. I found your sticker pack too, Mark. Uh, that's Papa underscore hatch underscore ax. Brian Hooten of Hooten Knives, Bob at Shed underscore 72, Keith Drennan at Blackthorn Concepts, Menster Hill Forge, Scott Wilkerson at Phoenix Works, your short, fat friend, Brigham Kendall. I love that guy. Bob Ryan at Bob Ryan Studio on Instagram, Eric at Overall Maker Works, Jamie the Squid, that's Jamie Blow, Michael Nye, Noah Bloomberg, who we'll hear from in a second. He was just on the Hustling Grind podcast. Excellent episode. Uh, Devin O'Hara. That's Devin and Dustin O'Hara at the Art of Craftsmanship. Justin Miller of Florida Man Forge. Mark Vanderwerf, 118 Blades. And Marcus over at MW Steelworks. We appreciate you guys. You're beautiful people over on Patreon. We so, so much appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you get value out of this show, which I hope you do, not only entertainment, but you get infotainment. As oh. well, considering consider becoming a Patreon, just to go to patreon.com forward slash Work for It, and for as little as ten dollars and eighty cents a year, you can hear me
3: butcher your name right here on the <laughs> Work for It podcast. So here's Noah. I do Noah, that. Noah Bloomberg. It's the uh, let's eating roadkill with Noah Bloomberg. Let's hear the. You said just just the just beginning the of it? just the, just the beginning of it. Yeah. It's, okay. It's really good. I'll hit it what's up everybody welcome to the hustling grinder podcast podcast for anybody wanting to take their part-time hustler and turn it into a full-time grinder i'm noah blomberg from Antioch river forge and i'm here with uh, jackson hartworth from jh blades and ryan (laughs) croakley from uh, ryan Chadwick blades and we're here to offend your eardrums talk about knives and work and generally be fleabags for the next hour or until you say wtf and yank your earbuds out so (laughs) Buckle in, strap on, and get ready. Here we go.
0: Isn't that the best <laughs> intro of any podcast you've ever heard? No offense, Dennis, but I mean, uh. come on. I mean, he I think he even pronounced his own name right. incorrectly, yeah, which I think it, it's... Did he
3: practice this?
0: I don't know. Noah, I have no idea, but we're going to have to get Noah to do an intro for us. That was so good. I yeah, was, was like, hilarious. come on. So yeah. anyway. So we appreciate the Hustle and Grind guys and their podcast. If you go to Spotify or Apple or wherever, just look at Hustle and Grind and you'll be able to follow that show and listen to the whole episode with Noah and hopefully all the future episodes. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, I just want to give those guys a shout out.
3: Yeah, man, for sure. So Ryan Croakley. Ryan Croakley, <laughs> Noah, Noah Blomberg, Blomberg, great. Right. <laughs> Goodness, that's <laughs> hilarious. That was freaking. Hilarious. So I had one more thing. Remember, you know how our WFI projects hashtag is just dying.
0: Yes, yes. So I, do, I, I had
3: the idea of basically having hmm. people put in, basically send me a little audio. Yeah, they've been yeah or tagging right. I saw a bunch of tags too. I have seen the tags. I have seen the tags. I had somebody finally message me with one of them. And it's Moochie Damascus. Moochie underscore Damascus underscore Blades. So here's 60 seconds of him kind of shouting himself out. I'm going to go ahead and play it real quick
4: hello everyone my name is francesco mochi of mochi damascus blade i live in st petersburg florida I'm not too far from the one and only brian the stillman house <laughs> and i am, um uh, i come from italy uh, born and raised uh, now a american citizen um, <clears throat> and i've been a violin maker uh, for uh, about 25 years um, so i'm considered a master luthier a bladesmith since 2006. junium smith since 2019. Currently Man. working uh, to achieve my master's ma- uh, ratification. Um, you can find me on the, uh, Instagram uh, as Muchi Damascus Blades, uh, Muchi Damascus Blade without underscore on Facebook, and you can find my website uh, searching for Muchi Damascus Blades on um, Google. I don't own a uh, domain yet. And the website hasn't been updated in a few years, uh, but you can see some stuff over there. Thank you.
3: So that's Mucci M U C I underscore Damascus underscore Blades. He is at one thousand one hundred and thirty-two followers. So he also has a thousand two hundred and twenty-one posts. So there's plenty of knives to go through and look through. But he yeah, is yeah,
0: not an- he he wants to do a, a collaboration. And I apologize. I haven't been able to get back to him because I've been so busy doing this forge project. Uh, But he wants to do some sort of Damascus collab. Him Oh, I I might just have him make my entire fantasy knife.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd be good because he's an ABS journeyman Smith. So, like, you know, he's he's up there. He's he makes some really, really pretty stuff.
0: He could do it. He could do it. No, I'm kidding. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in St. Pete and he wants to come down and hang out. We need to do that. I just, good Lord. I have been underwater trying to get, I've been heads down focusing on this thing. And now that Brent is in the shop full time, well, you know, things will, you know, loosen up a little I love bit it in, a little in regards bit. to, yeah. Speaking of the fantasy time,
3: challenge, I have some updates on my sword. I would love to hear it, Brian. So, what was it? A couple weeks ago, I was able to go up and forge out the Damascus and caught that bug. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like crack cocaine. You, you get some hot steel, you smash it together. Oh, my God, it's so cool.
0: Let me ask you something. So now that you've done it, is it like all you think about? Oh, my like, God. You, you start thinking about like, okay, well, if I do it this way, uh-huh. then I'll get this pattern. Now, are you starting that process in, in your head, like laying so, in bed
3: sometimes at night? Here's the thing. I am trying to not obsess about it because I have so many other things I need to work on and it's going to be a, but it, I won't be able to really get into it until I have more space and I won't have more space until we decide Emily and I can get the house. So, you know, it's, it's going to be at least a year or so before I can really, you know, I can get a press and I can get, you know, all the, all the accoutrement. And uh yeah it's it's definitely something that I I have a itching desire to do it but I'm trying to quit it cold turkey.
0: <laughs> yeah because it's like it becomes like knife making initially is expensive to get into but not terrible like it's obtainable. Right. But then when you move into like welding steels together, pattern welding steels, mm-hmm. it becomes 10 times more expensive. You yes. know, everything needs to be bigger and better and more robust you need to press and you know like when you start thinking about making Damascus by hand it can be done but the diminishing returns on time and energy and right all of that it right. just becomes the thing so like now you want to press now you want to you know all, all these little things that start adding up um, and and skill sets and then wasted material and all right that. that's right. why that's why thing- when you look at a guy like Dennis Terrell okay he is one of those people that can take steel and masterfully turn it into something insanely beautiful he knows he's basically starting at square one all the way at the beginning but he sees what it'll look like at step like 55 and he can do that math in his head that's why i think it's such an impressive skill to to understand how that works and yes as you do more of it you get better at it and i understand that but it is no joke one of the hardest things I've ever done and yeah it becomes
3: upset you can obsess about it absolutely and the thing that made it like even worse well not worse but like it made my addiction even more is last week I interviewed on the interview show Chris Magnus from Timber Tiger Forge so we talked about you know doing crazy Damascus and all the things that he does with it and I, I was able to literally like days after I forged this Damascus talk to Chris Magnus, who's really, really into getting into pattern-welded steel and experimental shit I would have never thought about that we talked about on the interview. And it's just like, I went from like, oh man, I'm so excited about it to like, holy crap, I'm seeing how deep this rabbit hole goes. And it's so interesting. It's so incredibly interesting.
0: It's definitely another layer of understanding uh, metallurgy and 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 then understanding aesthetics and how it works. And, you know, yeah. and then you start adding copper and bronze and it becomes all the crazy thing. stuff for sure. But yeah. anyways, well, the I'm update- excited to see what you do with this, Brian, because I know now you're going to be thinking about it a lot and I get it, that you want to turn that off for a bit, but uh, <laughs> it's going to gonna be hard. It's going be- to be, in Florida. Oh, I amen. got everything here. We can make, we can make some Damascus together. Maybe some sometime- in that box, I sent you that Pete, the c- two pieces of San
3: Mai in that box, mm-hmm. they're small. Uh, but, uh, hopefully you'll make something out of those. And, oh, I've, yeah. I've already got plans for that. There's something cool come, you know, already cooking, but anyway, cool. so last weekend I was able to go back up to Mackinac and they, they had literally just gotten a 36 inch deep paragon oven. And awesome. so basically we, we took this sword and I didn't have a tang. I, I cut it out so that it wouldn't have the tank. So we welded on a mild steel tang. And it went from, I got literally when I've finished, you know, when we finished welding this thing up, it barely fit in that 36 inch paragon. Sure. So this thing is massive and it's the, you know, first of all, the first Damascus I've ever made. And of course the first time you make Damascus, you got to make a freaking sword, I guess. And You're then nuts. the first time making swords, you know, you might as well go, not just a little small short sword. It's a 36 inches long end to end. So how did the heat tree go? So it went, it was a little bit crazy. So because it's so long and, you know, it's laying on its side and I pulled it out, it took a pretty massive warp the first time we normalized it. And then we did a normal, a second normalizing cycle and tried to straighten it back out the best we could without putting a, too much internal pressure on it. And then we had to do another normalizing cycle to try to normalize it from the, the straightening. And the heat treat, I got about a 10 degree bend on it and then the, the, you know, temper, I did a shim temper and brought it down to like pretty damn flat. There's, there's just a little hair of a, of a warp at the very tip of the damn thing, but I think I can grind that out. Otherwise it's completely laser straight. (laughs) Oh, it was a lot. We spent, so the first, the day that we forged the Damascus, we spent, I think overall it was about 10 and a half hours forging the thing. And you know, maybe there's a couple little breaks in there, but like, man that that was just a 10 and a half hour day working in the shop and then heat treating it we probably spent another eight hours just because there's warps and there is you know welding on the tang and doing a bunch of different things man it was it was just a couple of really long days and i still see probably another 40 hours worth of work into it so it's gonna be crazy and, you know, well, we're coming up on the t- deadline. You know? <laughs> I've, I've got to get this thing done in time for Kyle to to edit it all together. And oh, it's it's both super nervous making and super exciting. So. so when's the deadline again? It's in October sometime? October 15th is when the video goes live. I'm going to need it at least two weeks ahead of that. So Kyle has plenty of time to edit it all sure. together. And also I'm probably going to have to do a voiceover for it. So, oh, boy. It's a shame you're putting all this
0: work into this and you're still going to lose to me. So <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what you
3: how that's going to affect your ego, but you know, yeah, sure, you should sure. be
0: preparing yourself now.
3: So you want to, uh, you want to, I kind of given away the bag a little bit on my project. What, what do you got going on for it?
0: Um, I'm doing a, um, a Damascus blade as well. All right. And, all right. and so, um, if you can imagine it's, Uh, four. Okay, so forge weld uh, a probably twenty stack, and then um cut that into four sections. Forge weld Um, that down again. Sure. And then those four pieces will get uh welded together. Get we're gonna do crush W's on that, so that you'll see the crush W sides or whatever. And those will get all uh, welded together and and length, not in not chopped up and then put together. So they'll be at length, they'll be put together, which is a little tougher because you got to get everything kind of straight. Sure. And then um, that will be forge welded together. I would like to attempt copper or QMI or something like that. I just don't think I'll have time to really sort that out. So I'm going to avoid that for this round. But then we're going to put that in the mill and we're going to mill grooves all the way through all four sides. So if you can imagine, there's going to be uh, Crush W's coming together in a center, but the center will be milled away from all four sides. Okay. That will be flattened on those four sides. So you, it's like a knife, but it's like got basically two axes, right? So mm-hmm. the, And they'll be sharp on all four sides. And then um, there will be a slight twist put in all of it. So there'll oh. be like a big, long kind of big twist. So the blade is like about 14 inches long. So there will be, you know, a, a twist that goes through. And I'm kind, at that point, I'm kind of like stuck where I'm gonna end up. I'm going like full fantasy
3: with this, like sure. wizard fantasy, you know, like. Is this, this based go off of, is this just completely out of your mind or is it based off of anything? I have It's not based on anything. I just kind of came
0: up with it. I, I saw somebody do that basket twist. Okay. You know the blacksmith basket twist? Do you yep. know what that is? Like yep, yeah. Yep. So, uh and I saw I thought that would be really neat to attempt that and and do that in a blade form. I know I'm like completely fucking myself when it, it comes time to hand sand this, like to get it smooth and everything. <laughs> but I'm going to do that with a machine. So like a lot of that'll be done with like a die grinder and I'm going to get it, you know, get it fairly smooth and do a lot of that with you know rotating devices not by hand because there's so many surfaces my the whole point of this is that i want to see all of those ridges like all the Mm. differences in the pattern and i want to see it from all different angles right so you're when you look at this i even toyed around with the idea of going to mark vanderwerf and saying like hey i want to do that light thing that he did you know like Mm -hmm. put the light up through it i just don't think i'll have time to do that and i you know whatever it'd be pretty cool to do like a um takedown handle with a battery in it and like sure. a light that's shown up through it. It's just uh my time is limited and I'm already kind of pushing my my abilities mm-hmm. to the max, you know, with this project. And but I just wanted to go kind of crazy with it and just see how it all turned out. I am sure that if I decided I wanted to do QMI or bronze my at some point I could call Koi or Dennis or at any one of the masters that work with that, and they would talk me through it. But I just I want to attempt this. with just standard Damascus, which it'll be ten ninety five, and fifteen and twenty. So it'll just be a simple, you know, high contrast, uh, blade that will be twisted, and all four sides will be sharpened. And yeah, it'll be it should be pretty interesting. So the cool. That's why part- you're gonna lose. Yeah, understand. sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> if that's how
3: you really feel, Brian. Um, <laughs> so the the cool part about my, you know, my sword is it's based off of a show that's airing right now. So every time I watch an episode of it, wow. I, I've gotten little more glimpses of the sword that I'm trying to make, because when I when I started on it, literally all I had was just a screenshot from the trailer, which was super blurry. And so I'm just kind of like, I, I loosely based off of this regular shape. And then now I got a really high definition, you know, handle shot of it. And a couple different angles. There's like, oh no, that's, that's done totally different than I expected. So I had to scrap one idea and put substitute in another one. And it's just like. And then also, you know, watch an episode. Now I think, okay, now there's just four more episodes until this thing has to be out. Now there's just three more episodes until this thing has to be out. So it's just like every time I see it, I'm super excited, but it just kind of ratchets up that like, oh, shit, this thing is coming. Oh, no. (laughs) So have you said what show it's on yet?
0: Have you told anybody? No, I, I haven't. I what know. the hell? If you're listening,
3: an hour not 15 know. minutes into this thing. It's off of the new game of Thrones show. That's come out. How, oh, the uh, dragon, dragon show. house and fire. The, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. House. We, we haven't dragon. started yet.
0: Yeah. We haven't started it yet. Dude. But it's Next on our list. We, we are stuck watching secession. Okay. Which is that, that, uh, like it's, I, I think it's loosely based on the whole, um, you know, the, the Fox news guy, the, what's his name? The, um, that owns Fox news. I can never remember his name, but anyways, uh, I, th- that I guy. Know. And, um, and his like dynasty of owning a media company. That's like huge, you know? Sure. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, that, I, I think it's loosely based on that. And Brian Cox is in it. And if you've ever seen Ferris Bueller's day off, the guy that sure. plays, uh, the, uh, not, not, uh, Ferris, but, uh, what's the guy from Ferris Bueller's day off that's in Secession? Who's the guy that played um, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off that's in Secession? Alan Ruck.
3: That's he's the tall like the guy, guy, right?
0: That's the tall guy. He yeah, was also yeah. in like Spin City and like, yeah, a couple
3: other shows. In Ferris um, Bueller's Day Off, doesn't he wear a Red Wings jersey? He does throughout okay, the entire where? film. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Detroit and, City. Yeah, uh,
0: that's it. And um, yeah, so he's in it and there's like a ton of famous people in it. Really good, really good show. Um, about a media conglomerate. So, um, but anyway, yeah, we're we're stuck watching that. But then we're shifting over to the 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 spinoff
3: of the House uh, of the House of House, the Dragon. I believe is what House it is. House of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's so, it's a really good show. You need to jump on it quick because, oh boy,
0: <laughs> is there titties in it, Brian? Do we no, see actually, no Wait, hold
3: on. I think that there was one one seat, one scene in a brothel where I think you see a few tits but you know that was the thing it's I was a lot like, less I, it's a lot less than the original show
0: i was blown away at the amount of nudity in game of thrones because it became and it sort of lessened over time you know as yeah. the show got more popular but like i'm not an hbo guy like i've never watched hbo much <laughs> and i was just like this is television like holy right. crap like you know like wow we've gotten we've we've definitely progressed in Speaking of
3: HBO, um, there they did um, Hard Knocks, which is basically the NFL um, like preseason, and they did it on the Detroit Lions this year, which of course is my team. And yes, that's a very very rough thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't even watch football. I know they suck. So yes, yeah. they
3: they've sucked forever. They've let's only not even won. talk about Chicago. You know, they've only won one playoff se- one playoff game. In their entire existence, so that's how oh, no. bad you know, oh, no. Detroit, Detroit Lions is. But anyways, they 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 basically did this preseason thing where they're following along, and you learn all the people, and you're seeing inside. Basically, it lifts the veil on what that what the preseason looks like. And uh, yeah, there's it's just like F-bombs and like exactly how they talk. There's no editing on that shit. That's good. And it's that's just a, yeah, like you see exactly be. the way it is. It's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, Brian, be. we're an hour and 16 minutes into this thing. You got a dad joke for me. I do. I do. I have a queued
0: up right now. This is from Steve Grillo. Appreciate you, Steve. I ran out of toilet paper and now lettuce leaves today. It was just the tip of the iceberg tomorrow. Romains to be seen. <laughs> Romains to Goodness. be seen. Tip of the iceberg. Yes. Uh, very funny lettuce joke. Appreciate you, Steve. Uh, thank you so much. And um, I get I get probably 15 dad jokes a day now, which is awesome. Love it. Please keep sending them to me. I just have to pick one and read it. And then now it's dad jokes like I get a calendar every year from my kids and I got a book this year for my birthday. It's getting out of hand. I have so I mean I have so many dad jokes I can choose from. It's it's fantastic. In it's fact ending, I've man. collected them all, Brian. I don't know if you know this, I've collected them all and I've put them in my database.
1: Way to go, Brian!
0: On that trombone. Quick on the draw because that thing was was put away. That was a that was a quick. You you were on it, buddy. I think it was because I gave you so much shit at the (laughs) beginning of the show last episode, where you weren't you weren't ready. You just you just you missed your cues every time. And that was pretty funny. Go ahead. That was was pretty pretty funny. funny. I like very funny. funny. And. I gotta say you're crushing it at the very end the tail end of the interview uh, episodes you're nailing the endings i mean you're you're crushing it on that music outro the whole deal well thank you man i appreciate that timing and great interviews so go listen to uh second dose with dr cone <laughs> or also known as the <laughs> the wfi interviews wfii
3: W F I I
0: If you think about it Brian it's like W F I I could be like W F I 2 like hey, you oh, know roman numerals oh, like okay. hey it's a play on
3: it's a play on that Hey man we can so, go with it we could go with it
0: Brian I appreciate you man I appreciate your hard work and your dedication to this community you are an awesome human being and it is a pleasure to know you
3: thank you Likewise, man. You you are one hell of a guy in the community. You're so damn giving, and I appreciate you. And we also appreciate Ben. Ben, you know, thanks for jumping in and, you know, giving us the time that you have. Guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic working week. I left myself 20 seconds. I'm Brian Cohn. Come on. And I'm Brian House. There we go. And I hope you guys all work for it this week. Have work a great Work for one. it. Baby. Yeah. Work for it,
0: baby! Yeah, we nailed the ending. See, that's how we got to do it. You got the
3: countdown on your end, so you could see how it goes. Look at us yeah. improving the show. And we hit it right on the end, Every and we didn't even turn. have to put something at the very end to kind of cover. That's that's super nice.
0: Super nice. All right, <laughs> titties. I
3: love titties. <laughs> <laughs>